It's Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a Wednesday. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. It's Trent Condon and Ken Miller for the next couple of hours to talk sports with you. Thank you for uh, spending some of that time here with us. BMW of Des Moines guest list shapes up like this. Uh, Bill Seals from Cyclone Report, he will join us at the bottom of the hour. Uh, TJ Otzelberger just had his press conference, so we'll get the very latest on men's basketball. Of course, women in the spotlight tonight. We'll pick Bill's brain on that coming up at, well, at 11.30. Mitch Holtis, who missed his first game, and I think he said is it 30 or 4 is a long time. Uh, he will join us. Uh, he was stricken with COVID on Friday, and fortunately for him, of course, protocols with the NFL kept him away from the booth. Uh, but Mitch will join us as the Chiefs look to get back in the win column this weekend. Uh, he's coming up at 11.50. 12.05, John Bowen Camp on the Iowa perspective of the women and the men tomorrow night. Uh, and then David Kaplan off to Chicago We Shall Go, which promises to be a pretty good segment because, well, depending on us and Confident we'll muddle our way through it. But Jason Benetti, not on Cappy Station, but uh, went off on 670 the score yesterday. And um, what do the, what do they say? Spilt the tea? Is that the expression? You're looking at me like... I, I haven't heard that one before. <laughs> Maybe. Eh, spilled the beans. <laughs> I thought that's an expression, spilt the tea. Spilt the tea? It could be. You see, I'm trying to be young, right? I'm trying well, to... Well, I don't think that's a young phrase. It's not? Okay. I, I don't think so. Maybe it is. I, I'm right in the middle. It could be old, it could be young, and I don't know but if you've I... you've never heard yeah, of it. Yeah. All right. Anyways, he uh, he um, took us behind the scenes as to what well, really went wrong uh, with his at his at the end of his tenure with the White Sox and uh, what led him to become the new voice of the Detroit Tigers, which selfishly sucks. Uh, because he's really good, him and Steve Stone. But uh, lots of ground to cover with Cappy. I guess one of the uh, Cubs reporters got into a fight with Jed Hoyer. Not physical, but verbal. Uh, had to do with Otani being reported that the Cubs are probably out of the Otani sweepstakes. That didn't set well with Jed. So lots of ground to cover with Cap as he joins us here at 12.30, Trends Plays of the Day. By the way, I saw the numbers that you tweeted, the, the point spread on tonight's Cyhawk. Uh-huh. You know, every now and then you come across one that just makes your head, you scratch your head and think, it's really close to Christmas. And this could be a really nice Christmas for the kids. I have a feeling you're going to lay it. No, I'm not going to play it, but I think because I learned my lesson the last time this came up was Drake Iowa State in Hoiberg's first year. Was it Hoiberg's first year? I think it was. um, When Royce White was on the team and they went to Drake and got... Um, but and I'll never do it again because I lost that's the biggest bet I've ever lost in my life. Yeah, but it's I had that same feeling like this is a gift. Well, you don't have to put that much money on it, but it's seven and a half. How in the world is Iowa State going to cover this number? Well, Iowa just lost at home to K State a couple weeks ago. That's a okay K State team. Emily Ryan's not there. That there's two true freshmen who I both think Addie Brown's playing the great. She is. She is. Um, Audie Crooks. Audie Crooks is um, going to have a, a nice career. Inside. She is. Um, 22 is going to play, right, for Iowa? And this will be the 
most vitriol she will get in an arena I think all season long. Be. It's sold out. It's banged out. I agree with you. There is something with that Iowa State fan base and Caitlin Clark. Well, it's jealousy is what it is. It makes Let's their blood boil. It's of, jealousy. I have never seen anything like this. And from Cyclone fans that I've known for a long time that have never been jealous about anything. Right. To look at it what it is. It's a rivalry. And, you know, the, it's the back and forth. But never has there been an, a student athlete in my career that has been such a lightning rod because she's good. You talk about her. They freak out. Nuts. They Trent. lose their mind. In fact, I will guarantee you that there has been a handful. No. I don't know. A big number of people that have turned the channel already. Cyclone fans that don't want to hear this. It's true. You're jealous of her. It is unlike anything. Jordan Bohannon was hated. Yes, but nothing like this. Nothing like no, this. Nothing like Although, it was easier to hate him because he's a guy, and I want to believe in the era of, of equality, you can hate, not hate women, but pick on women or be critical of women uh, when a point, where at the point in the past, maybe that's you know, kind of a little bit out of bounds. Mm-hmm. Um, but just it's just plain jealousy is what it is. She's just changed the game like nobody ever has. And she's going to hear it tonight. She is. She is going to walk into mm-hmm. an absolute hornet's nest. Mm-hmm. And then lay 36 on him. Maybe unlike anything she's seen before. There's been uh, tough I mean, environments. She went to Baton to. Rouge. <laughs> Maybe. But, but LSU doesn't have... Now, if Angel Reese would and go to Iowa City... That would be a good one. That would be... A pretty the tables up. would be turned. Yes. Yep, yep. But there is something about Caitlin Clark mm-hmm. that talent, Trent, talent. It's it's more than that, though. There is, and she wears black and gold, and she's in the state but of Iowa. We've had people that are talented and I wear black and gold. I don't think this much, though. Not to no one has changed their transcended their sport like she has. Football. There was good football players yeah. before the latest. Good men's basketball players at both schools. Never, ever. Has Nothing. there been a Cyclone or a Hawkeye that has changed the sport like she has? Right. You can put her in the same sentence as Tiger Woods because he changed golf. He brought more eyeballs to golf. Caitlin Clark changed women's basketball. More people care. She sells out wherever she goes. She's a rock star. Get over it. She's good. She's an Iowan. Wisconsin has not had a sellout for women's basketball in a quarter century. Minnesota's pumping up their chest that they sold out their game. Rutgers. Rutgers. Maryland. I've already sold out tickets. It's not because of your team. <laughs> it is because of one player. Right. It's 22. Right. And that 22 is going to hear it tonight. Mm-hmm. So you think this is going to be a, a pounding? I do. You're throttling? No. Nope. Not even close. Nope. I'm not quite willing to go there. High now, teens, low 20s? I laid the 7.5. I think you should all day long. And I saw at FanDuel it was 9.5. So. It? Again, search for that right number. Mm-hmm. If you are on the Iowa State side and you think that this is going to be a game. Better FanDuel. Absolutely. We say it all the time. Circle will have their number out likely later here today. We'll see what that number is. Mm-hmm. And if it's double digits, well, if you want the double digits, go. Yep. You want to lay it? So this will be a fun one to watch. It will. I can't wait. Because betting-wise, the volume is so much different in women's basketball. Sure. The caps are a whole lot different. Yeah. And I'm going to guess there's going to be a lot more flex- fluctuation in this line. Mm-hmm. Certainly in the get, state of Iowa. Then we would get tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Then we will get tomorrow. Yeah, I think you're going to see a whole lot of more disagreement. I would mention yesterday on the men's side, Iowa State, six is the number at Ken Palm, so anticipate number will be very close to that number. Cyclones favored by six tomorrow on the men's mm-hmm. side. But 
Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the game, get a breakdown from Bowen Camp and yep. Bill Seals and, and talk about it. But I'm excited. Six o'clock. I am too. We go. Yeah, I am too. They promoted it last night on their, uh, on the broadcast of the games from, uh, uh, Madison Square Garden, the Illinois game. Illinois is not bad, right? They look good. Damascus is a really good player. He was Southern great. Illinois, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, he was terrific last night. And then the nightcap, boy, UConn. It's tough to repeat. It is. It's tough to repeat, but, but boy, good. they've got a lot of guys. They look like a team that is going to be a very, very difficult out. It was a fun night of college basketball last night. Did you get into the NBA at all? No, I didn't. I stayed with the college hoops. You did? Yep. Didn't even watch hockey. Did I watch? Yes, I watched some of the wild first period against the Flames, but that's What's all going on with the wild, by the way? They're better now. They fired their coach right. and they're on a bit of a roll. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think they've won four straight. They're, they were a way better team than they were uh, the start that they had. I mean, they were second last in the standings mm-hmm. in the whole league. Right. Uh, and they're a better team than that. Um, so they've got it turned around. I think Kaprizov is scoring again, Boldy scoring again a little bit. So we'll see. But sometimes firing a coach can work, and it certainly looks as though that was the case with the Minnesota Wild. Had a uh, question, just a, a back that I never got to when we talked the last couple of days. College football playoff. Mm-hmm. And this thing has run its course. Florida State is, no matter how much litigation the uh, people Can down in Florida it? are going to spend out. It's not going to change. They're going to spend a million dollars of state budget right. suing the college playoff. What do they hope to gain? Nothing. You're not going to get anything out of the, it. The games will have been played. You get an apology letter? Right. For a million dollars? For a million dollars. <laughs> that aside... I had this here. If Georgia would have won, everything else played the exact same way. If George, so, so Georgia's won, Michigan's two, Washington's three. Do we agree there? Yes. Okay. Your fourth team is? I think it's, it might have been Florida State. I, that might do you be get where the I'm only, going? I do because if you, you can't take Alabama because Texas beat them. Right. Even though it's different at the end of the year, but I get that argument. You um, have four undefeateds. Yes. I think Florida State yes, is in. I think probably if so. Georgia would have yep. won. Yep, isn't that crazy? It is. You know what's crazy? And and of all people to say this, and it's not the first time it's been brought up, but it just reminded me. I listened to Brian Kelly. He was asked the question because LSU played both Alabama, mm-hmm. of course, and Florida State. Florida State week one, Alabama first Saturday in November, and he said it was destined to happen. There's five power. Uh, there's it's power five. Yeah. Right. And there's only four spots. And eventually, this was going to be a problem. And here we are. It's this year. It took longer than it did, Trent. It probably should yep. have. Yep. And if you play this thing out over the last nine years, I think it would happen a lot more often than it just happened to happen this one final season. Mm-hmm. He's exactly right. I mean, go back and if you can find podcasts from shows from a decade ago, what are we talking about? This is stupid. You got a 14 playoff. You don't have any guaranteed spots. No. There's going to be somebody There's that's five power be conferences ticked off every single time. Uh-huh. We've seen the Big Twelve take it on the backside. We've seen the Big Ten have it happen with the twelve and one champion. There have been teams two that SEC have teams getting in. Yes. That doesn't go over well. There has been plenty of those things, but I think because there was a real possibility of the SEC being left out this year, that maybe that even created even more angst. And there's got to be something there with the ESPN connection. This is not tinfoil hat. But. No, but I would love to be, and somebody said this yesterday. It was uh, might have been on VEASAN. Um, I saw it on X. Um, put cameras in that room. Yeah. You know, put cameras in the, on the Sunday morning when they're having their final meeting and mic them up and let us watch what they're saying and why they're making the case 
and it's kind of redundant to do now, mm-hmm. right? The ship has sailed. Uh, we wanted to watch that on Sunday morning. But you hit the nail on the head two weeks ago um, when you said, leading up to the penultimate unveiling mm-hmm. of the rankings, um, if they're going to do it, you could always put Florida State back in. Yes, right. But at least... If you believe they're a different Grease team. the skids now mm-hmm. that there's going to be a pretty good chance that maybe Florida State's not going to be in, so we're going to put you as the five now. Got a chance to move you back in if we believe that you play well again in your championship game and things line up the way that they should. But it's just the the last possible second to have the rug taken out from underneath them. That Florida State defense is great. They are trying. And they played incredibly right. well yep. down the stretch, and it yep. kept improving throughout the course of the year. Yep. If this would have happened a different way, Let's say defense alignment are out hunting. They get in a car accident on the way home, and mm-hmm. three of the four starters on Florida State's defensive line are out. Mm-hmm. They're in the hospital. Yep, They're not coming back mm-hmm. for the season. And the last two weeks, Florida State beats Florida 35-28, right. and they beat Louisville 42-30. Mm-hmm. They're in. I think so. Because it's the, it's a shiny object. It's the right? offense versus it's the, the offense. You're right. It's it's, it's ridiculous. Uh-huh. But that's also a reality of this quarterback most important position, no doubt. It is. But this is still an elite level defense yeah. that was playing at an incredibly high level. Mm-hmm. Yet people can't see through that. You know, the more that we get removed from this, the more bothered I think I get. Do you? <laughs> I, I really do. Yes, I understand. For us, selfishly as football fans, we're going to get better games. But for Florida State. I don't have a dog in the fight. No. I don't give two craps about Florida State. Mm-hmm. But those kids, to put together an undefeated season, we w- we witnessed it in 2015. It was not a great Iowa team. But to week in, week There's out. There's a poster right behind <laughs> us here commemorating it. Week in and week out. Every single time. Yeah. There's that week where you don't play well. For Florida State, it was against Boston College. But you find a way each and every week. You find yourself yeah, what down. What was that game? 28-27, something like that? Y- yeah. It's, yeah. You're down to your rival, on the road, and you come back. That's not easy to do. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter how good your rival is. To go through that, win your conference championship, at 13-0, and 0, I'm bothered. And I think, I really do believe the only reason is Alabama. Mm-hmm. If that was Ole Miss, is Ole Miss in as the four seed? Ole Miss played the exact same uh, schedule, the exact no, same season. No, no, I don't think not. so either. They're not. I don't it's think Arkansas they are. or yeah. South Carolina or whoever mm-hmm. else. It's also Alabama. Did did it hurt if if we're talking if we're not talking about unbeaten Florida State if we're talking about unbeaten Clemson? If it's Clemson that had the year and lost because their they have because a little more cachet. There, yep, their national championship in recent I, memory. They played in the playoff. I think they're in. I think they're in too. And Man. Florida State's a brand. They are a big brand. Yeah, absolutely. But Clemson's got the recency. Have won a relatively recent championship. Yep. What twelve years ago? Yep. We're not talking about a team. This isn't Georgia Tech. You got to go back to 1990, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. We're not talking about a program mm-hmm. like that. We're not talking about Boston College. It's Florida State. Mm-hmm. But you're right. Even that cachet, that little bit more Clemson, maybe better enough. It's Jay Scott makes a really good point. The college uh, foot, uh, college football playoff committee got lucky because the Pac-12 most years didn't have a team good mm-hmm. enough to be under consideration. So one of the Power Five conferences essentially, you know, eliminated themselves because yep. they weren't good enough. Yeah, not a two loss champions. This year was different. Yes, and he had an undefeated. Mm-hmm. Or a one-loss Oregon that probably would have been ahead of... Ah, we're, we're getting way down the path here. But yeah, that's been bouncing around in my mind. If Georgia would have won, 
I think we just have the four undefeateds. Yeah. And Texas? I think you're probably right. Out. Yep, I and think so. you solved the SEC problem because, well, Georgia's in Georgia's the SEC in. and they're undefeated. Yeah. I think that's the way that would have played out. Fascinating. Sucks for them. It does. It's fascinating. Uh, I don't think the uh, numbers are going to hurt, be hurt one little bit. No, no. <laughs> uh, well, and there's going to be more people tuned in now to the Georgia-Florida State game. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I just... Um, than there normally would be for whoever ended would yeah, ended up in that game. The, the losers got the excuse though. Oh, know? absolutely. You know, yeah. which is too bad. Mm-hmm. Um, which is too bad. But you know what? This was the last year of this four. We expand to twelve, and away we go. You and I aren't the brightest bulbs in the chandelier. <laughs> Thanks. Right. <laughs> um, that story that came out yesterday. You with, did no Mensa wins over here. No, no, no we're okay. not going to win a lot of those things. Um, but the story that came out when it comes to NIL money and the schools potentially getting involved and actually being the ones that are able to uh, distribute uh, thirty thousand, a minimum of thirty thousand dollar or thirty thousand dollars per year to at least fifty percent of their student athletes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, on the surface, it seems like well, how are you going to determine which fifty percent get it? Um, and does it seem to you like it seems to a lot of people? That this is just the first domino to fall um, as we move towards Armageddon, which is a two-super conference structure. Well, I've been yelling about this for, I don't know, a half decade now. This is going to be the end. Ultimately, where we're getting to. That's where we will get. Mm -hmm. The other component of that is you still have to comply with Title IX. Yep. It cannot be... All that your money uh-uh. is going to football and bas- right. men's basketball. Right. It can't be that way. Yep. And when you're talking about football, obviously 85 scholarships. Mm-hmm. And there was also another nugget in that story from Ross Dellinger at Yahoo. Yeah, it doesn't have to be 30000 You can pay them what you want. Unlimited. Uncapped. Right. right. Whew. Right. You think there's a gap now between the haves and the haves not in college football? You're 100% right. Just wait. Uh-huh. Because right now... Yes, I was not at the level financially of Ohio State or Michigan, but the gap is not ridiculous mm-hmm. as it pertains to mm-hmm. paying players. I agree. We go to that. Ruts unlimited. Mm. Mm. There's only, in the course of a season, five to eight teams that can win a national championship in football. That number dwindles on a yearly basis. I mean, what are we talking about? Ohio State, Michigan, Alabama, mm-hmm. Georgia, Penn State, Penn State. Do you throw Oregon or USC in the mix? You know, USC is a private Oregon institution. Oregon, for sure. Um, and Phil Knight's not going to be with us forever. No, but don't you think he set it up that his money's with them forever? Eh, we'll see. Right. I mean, T-Bone Pickens had a ton of money, too. He did. Oklahoma State mm-hmm. is not at the level did that they Did you put were. Texas on the list? Yeah, they'd be on the list, yep. absolutely. Yep. But that, that gap between Texas A&M, those teams, and everybody else is only going to grow. It is. And what does that mean for the Iowas, the Wisconsins, Mm -hmm. the Georgia Techs, that next tier of team, Louisville, that just played for a conference championship? If that continues to grow, are you just happy being the 23rd team and collecting a whole bunch of checks in a 36-team super conference world? What's that do for you? What what does that ultimately mean for butts and seats? Mm -hmm. You're playing on the big stage, but... Here's the saving grace with it when it comes to the left behinds and see that as, you know, ACC Big 12. The TV stations still need content. They do. And they're still going to 
I mean, your games are still going to be televised or streamed. Um, but boy, oh boy, it just this just seems like it's coming quicker than I wanted it to come. Yeah, right. It just seems like that that's going to be the case. That I'm not saying it's next year, five years, but it's coming. It's coming. It's yeah. coming. That's going to be the end game. Mm-hmm. Total of forty-eight. Does that seem like I don't a realistic even know number? if there'll be that many. Twenty-four and twenty-four. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. you get into the relegation side. What does it mean for? <sighs> The Illinois, the mm-hmm. Purdue's of the world. Mm-hmm. What does it mean for Vanderbilt? Yep. Northwestern. Yep. Doesn't make more sense to go to that other group and actually have an opportunity. Missouri, to Arkansas. Yes. Arkansas's got a ton of money. Got Walmart money down there and a whole lot more. Yeah. But them competing right now, and you're seeing this cycle, a cycle where they just they've tried a bunch of things, and even when you have a nice nice year, it's going nine and three. Yep. But there's no end game. There's no Clint Stoner played in the SEC championship and throwing a touchdown. <laughs> was that to beat Tennessee? I think it was that year. Who was? I don't remember who it was. Those days aren't there. Old Miss is what? Never played for an SEC championship. Had plenty of good teams. Mm-hmm. Had teams to beat Alabama. And how about their in-state little brother, Mississippi State? Yes. It just it goes on and on. And when we get to that divide, and that divide here locally that we see with Iowa and everybody else, Mm -hmm. that is scary for the Hawkeye program Mm -hmm. because that gap is going to grow. It is. Just real quick when it comes to NIL, I I think that that we will work as far as the football program. Oh, yeah? I'm getting some information that some of the guys that we anticipated would have opportunities to cash in are being um, kept kept the names. Guys like Cooper, right? Guys like Brommer. Uh, guys like uh, Oneidam or Dominic Orange, some of the guys that you would, you know, you watch Iowa State play, oh, you're going to have trouble paying him because there's going to be so one of the big boys is going to come in and keep him. But uh, Bloom was on yesterday with Heather and just kind of reading between the lines and seeing some of the chatter back and forth. Sounds pretty positive. Slow down the possible exodus of some talented young Yeah, guys. absolutely. And turn it down paydays, but... All right, it's getting a bigger paid, payday, staying in Ames. But you're doing something, going yep. to a place that you loved, yep. playing for a coach that you respect. Yeah, absolutely. The great known as opposed to the unknown. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many of these transfer portal? We talk about the, well, the Bo Dix, how well it went for him. Yeah, Michael but there's, there's a, a dozens, yes. hundreds of them. Yes. It doesn't work out. And not only that, there's guys, talented guys, uh-huh. but didn't have a landing spot. Right. What do we see with the uh, the cornerback from Iowa? Went down to Miami, tried to go to Michigan State. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Didn't work out there. Yeah, right? and he got. Didn't he get kicked off the team I think in Spartyville? So. I think. I, I don't even know if he. It was weird, right? Yeah. Weird situation. Mm-hmm. Just staying home, and that's got to be a conversation piece, and it's a difficult one when somebody. Hey, you know what? We can make you comfortable. You're a college kid. You got a scholarship, and you're making. Hey, here's fifty grand. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. But you see those hundreds of thousands of dollars, five times as much. But remember, there's no guarantees there. No. There's no guarantees that you see the field. There's no guarantees that it's going to be a football situation that makes sense, that plays to your strengths, all those different things that you have to weigh. And good for We Will that they've, yeah. at least at least on the surface here, sounds like they've kept some of those big-time guys that had offers other places. Yep, I'm with you. All right, so at 11, 11.25, we'll take a break. More Iowa State conversation. Bill Sills will join us. He just was... And on T.J. Otzelberger's press conference, we'll talk about the women's game tonight as well with Bill. Of course, Iowa State headed down to Memphis to take on Memphis in the Liberty Bowl. Bill Seals next. Mitch Holtis, 11.50. Miller & Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.5. By Pfizer.
Miller and Condon, welcome back. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Mitch Holtis, the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs, coming up here at about 10 minutes before noon. Right now, let's talk some Iowa State. Bill Seals from CycloneReport.com, part of the Rivals Network. He joins us. T.J. Otzelberger spoke with the media earlier this morning. Bill Fennelly's group takes on Lisa Bluter's bunch tonight at 6 o'clock. Uh, a sold-out Hilton Coliseum, sold out tomorrow night for the men as well. Bill, Trent, and Ken, thank you for coming on. How are you, Bill Seals? I'm doing well, guys. Appreciate you having me on this morning. I appreciate what you do for Trent and I. So let's uh, let's start with football, basketball in a second. Just a couple on on the football. Uh, as far as um, transfers, we know that there are some uh, backups uh, other than Eli Sanders, maybe Cartavius Norton, two guys that um, you know that that got. I think over, they played over a hundred plays, both of them, maybe a couple of hundred for, uh, for both of the running backs. Not a lot of name value to the guys that. Uh, I have entered the transfer portal. Is there another shoe to drop, Bill, or what do you think? Um, uh, see that as a big name. Is there somebody that's kind of wavering? Have you heard anything at Cyclone Report? I have. I have not. Uh, I, I, to be honest with you, I, I was kind of a little surprised at at the number that hit on Monday. And I, gosh, I've got to think that that's probably a majority of them. Um, you know, Coach Campbell kind of hinted at uh, you know last week was was kind of the big influx of guys and he wasn't expecting any more and I, I think that was maybe just a little gamesmanship there as we saw uh, uh, what six guys I think five or six guys hit on Monday of course that was when the undergraduate uh, portion of the transfer portal opened uh, you know, guys that aren't moving on as grad transfers or as uh, uh, coaching change uh, moves there. But uh, 11 are in there so far. Uh, you mentioned Norton and Sanders, uh, uh, obviously big contributors last season. They were two of Iowa State's three leading rushers. So those are probably the bigger names in there right now. And I think what you're seeing so far and, and some of those other names that have hit the portal, kind of a lot of, you know, I think I think we've seen a lot of MAC offers there. Guys, maybe just moving down a level to the G five there to uh, maybe get some quicker uh, playing time. Than they were going to get names. So you have uh, your portal tracker up there on CycloneReport.com, Bill, and going through it at the top. A lot of offensive linemen is kind of what popped out to me. A lot of names that would make sense. And guys already, obviously, that already have some Iowa State offers. So I feel like that's probably maybe number one target, the offensive line that they're going to be looking at. Yeah, I think no doubt you're you're seeing some names. As you mentioned, Trent, some that we're uh, certainly familiar with. Uh, Vinny Skiri, who who, uh, is at the top of the list right now, is a transfer out of Toledo. I I think there's going to be some big interest there from the coaching staff and in him. Some certainly some familiarity with Campbell coming from Toledo, and then uh, other nice names in there as well from the Power Five ranks, kind of some in the G Five ranks, um, and and then you kind of go down. I think on the defensive side of the ball, um, they're still looking at some guys that can kind of get after the quarterback. There's some pass rushers. Uh, I, I covered a guy from Cincinnati, Justin Watley, who was is in. I had a story up on him yesterday. Uh, another guy that, that the coaching staff recruited out of high school. So there's some name recognition there for the staff, and they know his dad as well. So I think you'll you'll see him maybe take a DN, a pass rushing DN in there, and maybe a guy that can be an anchor in the middle as mm-hmm. as well. And um, in, in the secondary as well, I think they're always looking there. You saw a couple of, of uh, 
of JUCO guys they took a chance on in into the portal, and I think they're going to look maybe to the portal to to replace those guys. Certainly a big name in there too, uh, right towards the top of the list. The guy that I uh, I saw had an offer from Iowa State just yesterday out of Penn State. Uh, certainly a, a big name in there as as well. So uh, uh, some, some impact guys in there, and, and certainly they got some playing time. I think to sell as well there and, and uh, Ryan Turner's the guy's name from Ohio State uh, played 11 games this season so certainly they're going to sell uh, TJ Tampa's playing time to yes, a few of those yeah. corners as well <laughs> do you think Tampa's going to play in the bowl game Campbell seemed to allude that um that he expects everybody to play and everybody would include TJ Tampa that would surprise me on one hand on the other hand as Iowa State kids they're pretty they're pretty close uh, seemingly um what, what, do you, what, what do you anticipate Tampa does when uh, the 29th of December rolls around? Well, I, I think uh, that that will, opt-outs was a num- another question posed to Campbell on that call, a Liberty Bowl call on, on Sunday that I was on. And, and again, he, he didn't really want to get into that. Uh, certainly that could mean nothing, and, and Tampa opts out. But this is, as you mentioned, Kenny, a very close, uh, tight-knit group, and, and they want to kind of finish what they started. So it, it actually wouldn't surprise me to see Tampa play in that game. And we've already seen uh, Terrell Crosby, one of the reserves there, move on. Mm-hmm. So Tampa opts out. The, the depth there is pretty limited at corner going into this game with uh, uh, would be a potentially an opt-out there and some guys in the portal as well. Special teams, Tyler Perkins has developed into a pretty good punter back there and still a couple years of eligibility. All right, now we get into the goofiness, Chase Contreras. He's a redshirt senior. Well, that means he's done, except for in the environment we live in now with the COVID years still available to him. Any opportunity for Chase Contreras? A, does he have eligibility left with I that COVID he's year? Done. Is he? I think yeah. he had Iowa Western for a year, three years at Nebraska, including 2020, the COVID yeah, year. Yeah. This would be, though, his redshirt senior year. I think he's got one more. Fill us in, Bill, if you know. He actually spent a redshirt season in 2018 at Iowa Western, and then ah. 19. Some of those those JUCO schools, the the profiles and the stats and all that are not real clear. But I yeah. just checked him, and he did redshirt in 18. So, gotcha. but gosh, you never know, guys. I mean, shoot, we've got guys uh, really? applying for ninth years of eligibility. I, I just, I, I'm not getting any inclination though that he's going to uh, seek out any kind of uh, appeal to the NCAA. We've seen uh, one one kicker added to my uh, portal tracker that uh, a, a kicker out of Florida, Adam Mahalik, that uh, is getting some early interest from the Cyclones. So I think the indications are they're going to maybe look to add one out of the portal, and then certainly Jace Gilbert's another one still on the roster that uh, has redshirted this season. Hmm. Contreras was terrific this yes, year. Yes, he was. He really was. Most of his misses, and there weren't a ton of them. Well, one extending... wasn't even a miss against Ohio. Right. Extenuating <laughs> <laughs> circumstances. You're 100% right. Bill, let's talk basketball. Anything, unless you have something on football you'd like to uh, finish off with, Bill? No, it's just it's going to be a busy next few weeks. We've got some visits coming up uh, next weekend on, on some of those portal guys, so a lot to, a lot to keep track of. I'll have that uh, transfer transfer portal tracker updated multiple times each day so certainly uh 
you want to stay abreast of some changes or moves there, that's the place to go. So. Absolutely, we will. Um, and, and appreciate that uh, that uh, info. Let, let's a couple of minutes on basketball. Let's start with the women. Um, led by a couple of freshmen, right, in Crooks and Brown, and, and but here comes Caitlin Clark and company. Um, how does this game play out in your mind, Bill? How does Iowa State, and the fan base is going to be in full throat, we know that, it's going to be banged out, um, they can't fall. Well, I'm guessing they can't fall, but the fa- the the crowd needs to stay into it, right? In order to right. maybe extol uh, this uh, this team forward. Um, how is this a game in the fourth quarter? Well, I think that uh, Fenley kind of hinted yesterday at this. somebody asked him about uh, about how you shut down Caitlin Clark. He he kind of chuckled a little bit there and said maybe she shouldn't feel good for a couple hours. I'm not sure how that happens though, but. Uh, I think Clark's going to get hers, and I think always the key here is, is what you do against everybody else on the roster. So I think they stick around in this game by making sure that uh, nobody else on the team is is hurting them because you certainly know that, that Clark's going to have points there. And uh, certainly the, I think the home court advantage is another thing. This is going to be a ruckus environment in Hilton yep. the next two nights, actually. So sure. they've got to use that to their advantage as well. And this is a very young team as well. Uh, and it's certainly going to be a, a maybe that for some of them the first big, huge, sold-out atmosphere they played in in their college careers so i think composure is another another thing there how they handle adversity and 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 stuff like that what does iowa state do getting back defensively you know, crooks is not exactly fleet of foot getting her back there and especially with the way hannah stulke runs the floor so athletic mm-hmm. uh, what do you think the game plan is going to be is it maybe sending less players to the offensive glass knowing we got to get back because we can't allow caitlin clark to get in transition and stulke to beat everybody down the floor well, I think that's certainly going to be certainly going to be something that's looked at, Trent. They've got to they've got to make sure that they get back on the defensive side, and and maybe sacrificing in the the rebound category is something that they look at. But yeah, I think transition and the, you know the driving and the kicking and and finding some of those open players from the wing, they they've got to be focused on that. I'm I'm certainly sure on that. Uh, let's take a peek at the men, board, uh, Bill, before we let you go. Obviously, a lot of high praise today for Pavletsky from TJ, likewise for Taman Lipsy. Uh, all of that praise warranted when it comes to both of those players. Lipsy's been unbelievable since he was, right. you know, leaves Ames high and it's your, it's your job, take over. And he did last year as a freshman and has gotten better uh, this year. Uh, Pavletsky's been really, he's got that kind of that scrappy mentality that I have to think TJ, A, he, he wants and requires if you're going to play, but certainly appreciates out of Pavletsky. Um, Trey King, I thought, was really good against DePaul. I know DePaul's not very good, but Iowa State needed that win, I thought, the other day. What uh, What were your takeaways from what TJ had to say to you guys this morning? Well, I think, yes, yeah, certainly Pavletsky is one that uh, one whose name continues to come up, kind of the, the energy he's bringing off the bench. Iowa State has is, is kind of shown the ability. They, they kind of like that three or four guard lineup with Pavletsky in there. And, and certainly that's the way the Cyclones can play. And then on the flip side, you mentioned Trey King. They can go big as well with, with Robert Jones in there. And when Hassan Ward comes back, they certainly can play that way as well. Um, as far as uh, Iowa's concerned, I, I think Ben Crickey is, is one at the forefront of this defensive game plan and, and what he's brought uh it, in his game, I, I think he's that kind of a, a he's that skilled big man that we're going to see a lot out of the Big Twelve 
uh, competition ahead for the Cyclones and someone who can stretch the floor as a five and can really shoot. And I think with Iowa State, uh, they've got to come out a lot better than they did last season. I think certainly playing at Carver-Hawkeye was a big factor in that. But falling behind, I think it was 15 nothing right off the bat, 28-4 to at the just past the midway point of the first half. So they've got to kind of weather that storm if it happens. This has been a team at times we've seen not start well and, and kind of have to play from behind. So they've got to get out on those Iowa shooters and Cricky, and he's uh, producing big time. They've got to uh, certainly account for him. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you look at that game last season, it was 28-4, to 4, 11 minutes in, and then they end up losing, I think, by 21. So weathering that storm is going to be big. And, and uh, this Iowa State defense at times, they've been susceptible to some of those uh, outside shooters. And Iowa was 12-23 from deep in that game last season, a big reason they won that game convincingly. Bill Seals, CycloneReport.com. A ton of information on the portal. Bill's got you covered at Cyclone Report, part of the Rivals Network. Bill, great stuff. Thank you for doing this. Anything else in closing? Uh, no, that's just uh, just uh, going to be a busy next couple weeks, Kenny. We've got visits coming up out of the portal, maybe a few high schoolers uh, coming in. Signing day is on the 20th, two weeks from today, that, that uh, initial uh, fall signing day is going to be a, a big one as well. Most of the Cyclones will be signed, I think, at that point. Uh, but a lot of visit coverage, basketball coverage, Cyhawk game, and we've always got you covered there. And that transfer portal tracker, that is a huge tool, I think, to kind of keep up on, on the movement there. No question about it. Bill, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Bill Seals. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bill Seals, CycloneReport.com, as we check in on Iowa State. We'll check in on the Kansas City Chiefs, the current four seed in the AFs. I love saying that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Don't get used to it. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Pretty Tales. Hi, Miller Condon. Welcome back to Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO, the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. He's Mitch Holtz's Papa John Central Iowa make Mitch's weekly appearances as long as the Chiefs are alive. And then back in August, they make them possible. Speaking of alive, his streak of uh, consecutive games no longer alive. Snapped at 30 seasons, 503 games over 40 years with the K-State uh, games. Uh, when you include those, Mitch Holtis, we talked about it this time last week, how pumped up you were to call a game at Lambeau Field. Unfortunately, that didn't happen, Mitch Holtis. How are you feeling? Uh, much better. Thanks for asking. Now, it was uh, the old hit you like a ton of bricks early Friday morning and then tested positive. So we're not in 2020 anymore, not in 2021, but still to um, be on the road, to be in closed uh, circumstances on a plane uh, with the not only the broadcast crew, but I also do the 65 TPT work with the team. Whatever around the players and coaches was just it was it would have been selfish for me to try to gut it out. We looked at ways of trying to do it 2020 style with getting a dirty mm-hmm. uh, feed, and I would be in a studio here in Kansas City, uh, and a lot of people exhausted every one of those resources throughout Friday, and finally Friday night it was just a surrender to say no mas, and we'll skip this one. Well, um, dealing with it, but yeah, 43 seasons. Uh, and never missing a game, and to miss one was uh, you know mental emotional challenge. But physically, 
And again, COVID's different. It's it's different than it was in 2020, but it's still contagious. And uh, so for me to jeopardize any member of our team, player or otherwise, would have been selfish. So just sat, sat it out. Difficult, but hopefully back in the game. Difficult also for those Kansas City Chiefs. Packers mm-hmm. playing a whole lot better. Watching from certainly a va- different vantage point than you're used to, Mitch. Your takeaway from Sunday night. Yeah, it was like uh, George Bailey in A Wonderful Life. I was lifted out of my world, and like you know, my uh, neck was on a drone just looking down at it. And it was a interesting experience to watch and listen um, everything that I do over that span of forty eight to seventy two hours, and then to, to review it. But to watch the game, I, I honestly was not surprised. And I'm going to give Ken some credit here because his Broncos have have surged since the actually the 19-day loss to Chiefs got them going because the, the resolve was still there. But the Chiefs hit the Broncos on an uptick when they played them in Denver two weeks later. They hit the Raiders on an uptick, quite honestly, when they had to go to Vegas to play them, and then they hit the Packers on an uptick. The Packers are much different now than they were yep. 30 days ago. Yep. And Jordan Love is just he's crushing it. And all of my prep work during the week, I think I think I gave you guys some red flags if you're a Chiefs Kingdom card carrier that, no, this isn't what you think it is. And defensively, they were good enough, uh, and the Chiefs struggled enough. Uh, but it was offensive controlling the ball. Way low possession games. Only t- The teams only had seven possessions each. It was like Army-Navy. But uh, the Green Bay Packers were able to control the game offensively and, and give them credit. You know, I don't know if I could respect Patrick Mahomes' game any more than than I do, uh, and that's kind of hard to say as a Broncos fan. But he's just just all worldly. But it was what he said after the game, Mitch Holtis, that that, that gave me, you know, put him on another level with me. Um, and he was not goaded or baited into talking about the officiating, and it would have been very easy for him to say. But you know, he wouldn't even entertain that uh, that it was calls that went against Kansas City, in particular the non pass interference, and then the you know the throw into the end zone at the end of it. Um, you wouldn't even entertain it. Just kind of part of the game. I, I really, um, it was refreshing to hear Patrick Mahomes take that road. No, I'm glad you brought it up because I think it showed great discipline on his part. You know, it's not. It's been a frustrating year for him in many ways to have. I think the drop total. Now, there's different ways of is that a drop or is that not? I think the total now is at 25. Um, I mean, that's a lot. Yep. And and. Um, and the interception was that on pad? Was that on sky? Was that a bad? I could, you know, walk through the season and give you the flashpoints where this team could be 10 and 2 uh, had it not been for drops. But I thought it showed great discipline and restraint on his part because I, I know him well enough to know what he wanted to say. But he also knew it was not the right thing to say to the team. Because once you start that, Ken, then you start making excuses. And that can lead to problems down the road. You start whining for a call and the best teams don't do that. So um, I'm glad you brought it up. Very astute point. But he's, again, he's very mentally and um, emotionally mature, way beyond his years. Five consecutive AFC championship games in Arrowhead. Looks mm-hmm. a little bit different path perhaps this year. Now, December football is a whole lot different, too. Um, this team, they're built differently. Are they built to win an AFC championship game on the road if need be? Well, I, I, I don't know. That's I would say objection speculation. If we're in a, uh, you know, we're in front of the Iowa Supreme Court right now. <laughs> yeah. um, and 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 Trent, I think it's a good question. But I'm gonna I'm just gonna tell you the magnetic pull 
gets to the 325 game against the Bills this Sunday. The reason I say that is, and I know here's why, here's why, is that if the Chiefs can beat the Bills, they, the one seed is very much still in play, especially when you see the Trevor Lawrence injury and the Jacksonville loss. Uh, Baltimore's got a brutal schedule remaining. Uh, the Chiefs have a tiebreaker over Miami and over Jacksonville. If the Chiefs take care of their business, it becomes a moot point. Now, uh, your question, if it's going to deal with speculation, is don't know. Um, <laughs> they haven't had to play a road playoff game with Mahomes. But I'll bring up the stat next week with the Patriots. It'll astonish you how many road playoff games Tom Brady had to play. Mm. It'll blow you. It'll blow you away. I don't know it, I'm and I. Even, I'm, I might even look up Elway too to see, but you know, that was a different time. Yeah. But it's very few. If you control your division, the Chiefs have a lot of work to do with that. And if the Broncos get that touchdown, they're one game back, and Ken's really smiling. Um, but still, with a two-game lead, still five games to go. You've got to get the division. You get the division, you get a home game in the playoffs. You still have a chance at the one seed. So any discussion that goes beyond Sunday at 325 becomes speculative. Any discussion about anything other than Papa John's for dinner is ridiculous if you're ordering pizza. It is. And people, I mean, holiday time, their holiday party, Papa John's party, why not? Um, Chacaroni's still right there. You guys have discovered how good that Twix stuff is. Uh, but the holiday season's great for Papa John's. Hey, it's red and green, man. Look at the colors. Good it's point. Awesome. Never thought about that. So... Maybe the official pizza of Christmas. I don't know. Put some under the tree. Love that idea. Right? Yeah. Let me do. Hey, Donaldson, can you get me 400 pizzas to put under the trees of all my... I got it. We're we're on it. Good Good stuff. Uh, I love that. I love the way you think, Ken. uh, Good to have you back, Mitch Holtis. We'll talk to you in a week's time. Have a great week. Thank you. See you, boys. See you. Yep. Take care. Mitch Holtis, the voice of the Chiefs. Hour two. Coming up next, 106.3 KXNO.